These may be challenging times, but have hope and listen to the untold health stories about incredible people who have committed their lives to better their communities. Diverse health activists, direct medical providers, community organizers that are helping our communities to get healthier and stronger. Stories of local heroes during the pandemic and even before that proves over and over again that people can come together during times of need and make the world a better place. Stories you would never hear of, except at Healthcare Untold, hosted by Barbara Ann Garcia. Welcome, Avino, to Healthcare Untold. We're so honored to have you as a podcast guest today. Thank you. Well, we had a warm-up. And we had a little technical thing for the listening audience. So we got to know each other a lot better and have so many other common things in common. Uh, so we want to congratulate you, Alvino, um, on your 20th anniversary coming up. You're the founder and executive director of La Placita Institute in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So we just want to congratulate you. We want to hear that story because uh, we both have some roots in Santa Cruz and Watsonville. And, uh, you know, from my understanding of your story, that that's, you know, kind of where you started doing your work. Oh, thank you. Well, um, I'm honored to be here, too. Again, you know, I'm Alvino Garcia. Um, I I traditionally go by Cosca Cuauli, uh, and... Um, as you know, Costa Cuauli is um, the 16th day of the 20-day cycle on the Mexica Calendario. And um, it, it it represents the colored eagle, which translates to the condor, right? Mm. So the one who makes use of what others discard. Mm. And um, so I'm just a, I'm a, I'm a human, human scavenger, really. I make use of whatever. <laughs> You know, others and make it good. And make but it's it a good. very significant uh, piece of my identity because I didn't know um, those things growing up on my Mexica side, um, which is on my father's side, and um, our Apache side on my mom's side, and um, so. And as you mentioned, you know, um, you know, my my more contemporary identity. Um, began um, at a point um, in Salinas, California, um, where I, I met my wife and um, I was fresh out of the military um, in 1983. And I had, um, you know, I was in Korea and I came back and I signed out at Oakland Army Base. And I had a brother who lived in Salinas um, and had been married, got married there. And I went, um, he threw up a getting out of the army party for me. And um, my wife walked in the door at that party and, and um, that was it. You know, we've been married ever since. Uh, That's but I wasn't still, I wasn't, you know, correct um, in those days. I was, you know, um, very much under construction. And, um, and I was still... Um, operating out of a life of trauma and harm, and um, and I was, you know, pretty much in in the act of perpetrating a lot of harm. Still, not only in the military, but you know, just in general, when you know you don't didn't know um, otherwise. And so, you know, I give a lot of credit to my wife um, for um, you know you know intervening 
uh, at a time in my life. So having said that, we met in Salinas and I struggled with, um, you know, uh, tendencies, you know, violent tendencies, addiction, all that. And, um, and I finally went into, you know, I, I went into several rehab programs. Um, and after one, after my, my fifth drug rehab, I was invited into a, a ceremony and which was what they call the NEP, the sweat ceremony or Tamaskali. And, um, and that's it. Once that, that fire and that heat touched my skin, um, something transitioned in my life. Um, it was the last time I, I, I said last time I did any, any drugs, any coca, the last time I smoked, last time I drank, and um, that was in the 80s. Um, part of the medicine was not only, you know, the, you know, the ceremonial fire that was lit, um, but was, you know, you know, finding a way to be meaningful and do something meaningful in life other than just exist. So I got into the field of, um, you know, barrio, barrio warfare work. And I started working um, with, um, uh, you know, an organization in Salinas that was working with, you know, the North and the South youth who were killing each other. And um, it was pretty, it was pretty crazy in those days. And it still is, it always has been, but in those days it seemed to be peaking, which was in the eighties. Um, and then, um, and then eventually I made my way uh, to Watsonville where I worked um, in, in uh, an organization as an intervention, a gang interventionist. And I founded a program called GANAS, Gang Alternatives North and South. And um, that's where you and I met. And um, so, and, and you know, I, in those days, again, Watsonville was extremely, you know, violent and um, kids were, you know, just, you know, offing each other left and right. Um, there was, you know, a lot of, you know, uh, programs trying to do stuff. There was a lot of suppression and apprehension uh, initiatives, and a lot of demonization of our of our children and our people. Um, and you know, I, I I didn't mention, but you know, I'm also not a real. I don't have a lot of public formal education, official education. I never finished high school or went to college or anything like that. I just kind of learned a la brava, they call it, right? So like education. Um, yeah, I just, you know, so eventually, um, but I, I was good at connecting with youngsters and, and, you know, like I was a straight talker and I challenged them, you know, and, you know, some of them stepped up to the challenge and some of them did it and many died, you know, and I went to a lot of funerals in those days um, and still, still do. Um, after all these years, and um, but from there, you know, I, I also founded uh, the New School in Watsonville. We call that again, you know, an alternative to alternative schools because some of the alternative schools in those days were just housing our children and um, getting ADA average daily attendance monies for them, but they weren't doing anything with our kids, right? And then zero tolerance hit where, you know, um, they they 
they just use zero tolerance to expel a bunch of kids and they had nothing better to do than to rank kids in the gangs at lunchtime and after school and steal dope and steal and and be violent. And so I proposed, um, you know, that that we get a master teacher, uh, his name was Don Eggleston, and he and I co-founded New School in Watsonville. And um, we brought all the little crazy Watos and, and all the young ladies who were as crazy as they were and put them in a room and we called it New School. And um, it's, still, it's, still, it's still there today, over 30 years ago. That's and, wonderful. Uh, Graduating a lot of kids and educating. Oh my gosh! You know, you know, and, and 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 those were tough days. You know, we were we were we were fighting, you know, the you know, the system, you know, and and their treatment of the kids we worked with. They they were accusing us of having malintento, you know, bad intentions, you know. And, but uh, most of all, even the guys, the streets, you know, the homies were like, they did not want to see their homies making peace with their rivals, right? But uh, we did it anyway. And um, from there, I moved to San, uh, Santa Cruz, where, you know, um, you know, I started working with Nana Alejandro from Barrios Unidos, which is another connection with you too. And, and there, Nana gave me the liberty to be cre- even more creative. And, you know, we, we did unbelievable uh, work to you know, pretty much keep kids above ground, um, and um, I, you know, while I was with Nane, I was the recipient of uh, a Kellogg National Leadership Fellowship Award, and um, with that award in 1995, it was a three-year award, and it was more money than I had ever ever made in my life. You know, it was it was like almost when it all said and done close to like 150,000 uh, for a vato, you know, doing <laughs> on the street, you know, and um, it, it, it paid for my time that I would take to go around the world. And I went to 16 countries and I studied non-traditional leadership. Um, and, and um, in all the time I would do that, I would come back to Barrios Unidos to work after I'd come back from these trips to East Africa or the Amazon or the Andes or to Eastern Turkey or wherever I went. And um, I would come back and work on the streets there with Nane. And it was a powerful um, uh, experience. All of that life and more leads into what La Placita is today. Number um in, two, in, in, uh, in 2004, um, I founded La Placita. I found my way here uh, to New Mexico, next to the Rio Grande River, um, uh, in right around uh, in the end of 99. And um, my mother was born on the banks of the Rio Grande, um, only further south, and um, near uh, what is known as um, uh, El Capote, Texas, which is on the banks of the Rio Grande. And today, um, I live two blocks from the bank of the Rio Grande River. And so, you know, kind of coming home after all of this crazy journey of life, um, this river connects me to my mother. And um, 
and it can connect me to my roots. Um, it is where La Placita is today. And, um, and I, I'm sitting here now at the organization on this podcast. Um, I also live just a few blocks uh, from here. And um, uh, I, I'm a man of teachings and, uh, and learnings, you know, uh, through saints, you know. And one of the things that I'm very fond about is um, before you clean up anybody else's backyard, you better clean up your own. So La Placita is my effort in staying true to that, and to that virtue, to that teaching. Um, you know, uh, like keeping it real. Like I'm here and I work directly with, you know, the children of my barrio, of my neighborhood. We're in the zip code 87105. And, you know, um, I, I, you know, I'm cautious to say I'm proud. Um, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, there's been some changes here in 87105. It wasn't long ago when I started the organization in 2004, we were, 87105 had the highest rate of incarcerated children, um, the, the zip code, with the highest rate of dedicated probation officers and parole officers in the entire state of Mexico. We had more dedicated to my zip code. Wow. We had the highest rate of health disparities and dropout. Um, we are no longer that today, but that means that another another zip code is. So that's that's why I say I'm cautious, right? Because I don't wish that on any zip code. But right now, I think our organization, our partners that we partner with today, we have changed our value. We have we have had an impact. And by no means are we still not targets, right? But but we're doing something about it. That's cleaning up my own backyard, right? So um I started the organization uh, in 2004 um, out of a crisis. Um, and that crisis was, you know, uh, there's an area in my barrio called Dead Man's Curve, which is on Isleta Boulevard. And um, Isleta is actually the name of, an, uh, of a tribe, uh, a pueblo, um, just south of us. And they had been here for thousands of years. And um, Isleta is, there are signs on it that say El Camino Real, uh, which is, you know, uh, the old, uh, you know, Spanish route. But before that, it was known as the Turquoise Trail, where even my, uh, you know, my ancestors journeyed along this corridor. And I live, um, and the organization is at 831 Isleta Boulevard, La Placita. So we're on the Turquoise Trail. And, um, and so that's a very powerful history that we, that we reside in, that we live in, that we work in, that we dedicate our life to. The organization was born out of a crisis. There was a, 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 a new charter school that was created in 2004. And after school one day, all the homies got there to pick up their homies at the same time. They're all from different hoods. Somebody threw up a sign, car doors started opening, people jumped out, everybody started boxing. And here we've had parents that were picking up their kids too. They felt threatened and some of them are just straight up OGs themselves. So they got out, they started boxing. Teachers got in the middle, they were getting floored. It was a crazy little little scene on the street, and the school officials 
they knew I lived in the neighborhood. They knew my background. I was contacted, and they said, "Can you, can you help us out? Our Reno man, we're in a crisis, right?" And um, they, they said, "You know, the parents are really, really angry, and the teachers are really, really scared, and the kids are laughing at everybody because they're just having fun." And um, so we really need some help. And so I put together a circle of those boys who were directly involved in the violence, which is where I thrive. And, um, and I called it TMAC at the time. They did, actually. They called it TMAC, Thugs Making a Change. Uh, we changed it to Teens Making a Change, so it's not so thuggish now. You know, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but the bottom line is... It was and it was of, their name. It was their name, right? It was their name. They named it, right? You know, it's interesting. Um, they first identified it as thugs making a change, TMAC. But then one of them said, but you know what it also means, Bino? It means T-M-A-C, TMAC. The mothers are crying. And I said, oh, sh- that's, that's, that's amazing. And they said, oh, yeah, but you know, hey, you say we're going to try to do our own, make our own little... A landscaping business, so we'll call it thugs mowing and cutting. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love that. I love that. And so then there was one more acronym. They said, you know, there's always been a little, there's been a generational uh, social identity uh, tension between Mexicanos and Chicanos, right? So they okay. said we'll call it together Mexicans and Chicanos. <laughs> right on. And I said, wow, you know, TMAC it is, you guys. You know, and um, I started that circle, and that circle is the reason why La Placita exists today. Dedicated my life, I decided to throw my hat in the ring after all the organizations I worked with, all the places I've been to, everything my life is mounted to, all the teachings that I traveled around the world, and start to apply all the learning and the gift of blessing of life that the Creator gave me. And I started this organization in 2004. Next year will be 20 years. And it's just like a blink of the eye. And since then, today we're a designated alternative to detention site, formal site for um, our county. Um, We're a certified organic farm program. So we we grow food right here in the barrio. And the people who grow the food are the kids who have been in the system. And the people who consume the food get it. We always say that one of the most revolutionary acts we do is to reclaim our nutritional diet. So the food that we grow right here, it's certified organic produce in the barrio, is um, is sold to the youth detention center kitchen in Bernalillo County, Second Street, um, here. So kids who are currently locked up. We normally get food that's bought by bulk and bought uh, who knows where it comes from or where how it's been treated. They're eating our food and they're growing it, they're harvesting it, they're washing it, they're they're packaging it and they're delivering it. And so we get to put that, you know, get to, we get, you know, to, to be able to say we're we're taking back, you know, that's what real, true and authentic self-determination looks like. Uh, we do curanderismo, we have our ceremonies, we have our limpia sessions, you know, we have acupuntura, um, we have our talking circles, we have many years of incarceration employed here, um, 
that's just, you know, just a little bit of who we are. What a beautiful story. It's a beautiful story in the aspect of the organization, but even for your own personal journey, Elvino. And, you know, congratulations on that experience of going around the world um, in looking at leadership and leadership from the community itself. And, uh, you know, this is what I love about community-based organizations and their leaders is that so many of us came from where we started and we had the same experience as some of the young people. We wanted to improve their lives too. So congratulations for that. And of those 20 years within La Placita, um, tell us a, just tell us a kernel of, of a, one of your clients or one of your um, participants and maybe that really struck you. Um, you know, um, I don't know, people might take this as, as a hard, difficult, maybe even depressing. Um, after all of these years, um, um, so we, we have another thing here. I love to say it's right. We are who we serve. So um, today I have 13 people on my, my board. Um, and 90% of my board live in 87105. We live in the barrio, this very same barrio. 90% of my staff employed here live and own in this barrio. Even as young as 26 year old, we have a homeowner. That's beautiful. In this barrio. That's beautiful. Right? So we're, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're in that, we're like, we talk about true and authentic ownership. Um, when I say we are who we serve, uh, you know, you know, I, I have the the same kind of history as some of the population we serve. Uh, we dedicate our lives to. Been incarcerated several times in my life. Uh, you know, I know what it's like to be uh, stabbed, to be shot, to you know, I I know what it's like to be truly hungry where your stomach uh, makes noises and you're embarrassed about it. I, 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 know, I know about that, right? And so, you know, the population that we, uh, that we all serve um, um, are the servers. In other words, you know, we, we're, we're an organization that, in, and I use the term, you know, an acronym called BTDT, been there, done that. We're an organization of been there, done that, right? So um, we serve, you know, um, ourselves in the sense that another saying is, how can you help others if you are not well yourself, if you yourself don't have certain kind of well-being mm-hmm. and practice? So this uh, organization, um, you know, our stories, um make up our capacities, our strengths, our, you know, our experience and our wisdom and our knowledge, right? So um, the story of those that we serve and the story of our own, you know, and um, and so that's, you know, what we have here, men and women who have experienced, you know, incarceration and drama, uh, male, female, 
gender, uh, uh, you know, identity, all the above. And, and um, we're, you know, we, we make up that population and we serve that population. And that's really the, the, the story of our, you know, I, one in particular, I'll give it to you. Um, and he's very open with his story. It's well documented. That gentleman who works here now, who spent 39 years in the system, and um, he he came to us um, um, in his early 50s, right out of prison as a client. And the way that we could help men and women coming out um, prison, because they're not easily hired, they're not easily placed in housing mm -hmm. because of their background and their felonies and stuff. Right. So, you know, um, and, and so they're not easily employable. So what we used to do then, and we still do, here's a little trick to the trade. Um, we would take them down to the community college and, and uh, register them. They would immediately, because of their situation, uh, qualify for financial aid, FAFSA. And what we try to do is if they could just stay in school for 30 days, they get a couple thousand dollar grant, man. Whether they stay in school or not, they could keep that money and it's legal. They didn't have to go rob anybody. <laughs> to, you know, so so it was that, a little bit of a trick, okay? A little bit of a head start. You know, and and but for the most part, if they stuck it out, there's an office that's right next to the financial aid office. And it's called work study. Orale, <laughs> work you study. sign them up for work study, and La Placita is on the list of organizations for work study. So well, then what we do is they get covered 20 hours a week to work in a community organization like La Placita, which provides them a space and a place for meaningful employment, not just some menial job but something where they feel they're making a difference, right? That's impacting their soul. Well, this gentleman went through that program and he openly says that he planned to just leave after 30 days, get his check and bounce. But he went to one of those little circles of boys that I told you about, TMAC meeting, where we have every Wednesday night here and have for almost 20 years, wow. right? Wow. And he went to that meeting and a little 12-year-old boy saved his life. Oh, my God. Because he said he listened to that kid because he had to come for work study while his first 30 days. And he listened to that kid, and that kid said everything that, that, that he had lived. And he went home, he said, that night, and he couldn't get that kid out of his mind because he kept that, that kid's going to spend the next 20, 30 years like me in prison and he went the next day at the local community college where he was registered and he changed all his classes because he was still in the window of changing your classes to become a certified um, alcohol and drug specialist. He graduated from that school, got his degree. He got more education than me, right? Um, and has been with me now um, over 10 years, right? He's in his 60s now. And... Um, and he's here every single day, and he loves what he does. And that's the story of our clients. It's the story of us. 
Alvino, what a beautiful story of one of your of one of your family members now of your organization who went through your program and you know just that influence of the twelve year old on him for his life and so we really want to honor you, Alvino, for all your commitment to your communities and many communities across the world um, and so give you just a moment of any last thoughts. Well, I I'm I'm too am honored. Um, I think uh, you know the, the 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 connection that we have on so many levels. Um, all of the cycles, um, you know, coming back, uh, meeting you again after all of these years, um, and the connections that we have with different people that we know. Um, I hope uh, all of the listeners um, are blessed in their lives. Uh, and if they ever come through Albuquerque, please come to 831 Isleta Boulevard and visit La Placita Institute. Gracias. Gracias, Avino. And congratulations again. Healthcare Untold. Healthcare Untold. Healthcare Untold.